My friends, hey there. CDB, it's Eric Sean Barrett. If you're listening to this when it's released, then it's Tuesday. It's two days into month eight, 2022 years after Awesome Sauce things have occurred. I'm glad that you can come spend some time with me today. Want to talk to you just for a little bit. Want to talk to you about the silent majority. Want to talk to you about having a plan. Want to talk to you about living with each other. And finally, I want to talk to you about making time for change. Those are the four things I hope you'll remind me that we need to discuss in our time together. Wherever you find yourself, whether you're sitting at your desk, whether you are working that treadmill and breaking that sweat, pumping that iron at the gym, running errands or driving around in the car. Yes, you can drive around in the car and run errands. Those are two different things. Some of you just might want to go for a ride and listen to good old EDB. I'm so glad that you're joining with us. It is, again, an honor and a privilege to be able to chat with you today. Shout out to our DJ, Madam DJ, Mr. DJ, non-binary DJ. They're going to be making appearances every now and again in our time together. And shout out to the artists, the creative people who we will also hear today, people who are out here expressing themselves through music, expressing themselves through lyrics. We ask that you listen to every word they say because they got some good things to say. And even though they may not come off in a way that is conducive to your palate, your spiritual or your social palate, it still does not dismiss that they got some awesome sauce things they want to talk about. And we're going to get into those things. We sure are. Mm-hmm. So I thank you once. I thank you twice. Thank you, everybody. We forget to get, we got everybody we want to thank today. We even thanked you too. Did we do? Let's do that again. Thank you for listening to us. Let's make sure, just, just in case we forgot. I don't think we did. We want to make sure. You, you, you can't never thank your people enough. Mm. All right. We got all that good stuff out of the way. Let's go ahead. I think we ready to get this party on started, ain't we? Mm-hmm. What we say we're going to talk about? Did you remember that? How we're going to talk about uh, side of majority, having a plan, living with each other, and making time to make change. All right, we got our topics. Write those down. Uh, let's get going. Yee! I want to begin our first with the silent majority. Now, as you know, I am running for political office. And one of the hard things that I am dealing with now that I am running for political office, if you don't mind, we're going to go on in here and shut the door so that we're not disturbed, is I'm finding myself up against people who, and I don't even like to say it like that, because you, let me just, let me just start with this question. You ever sat down and had a conversation and you, most people and people, and then does that, does that like get a crawl up your behind? Does that like make you angry? Like, why we got to talk about most people? You know, daggone well, we won't know most people. Who is most people? Like, they go to some country club that I want invited to. I mean, stop telling me most people. Anyway, now that I got that off my chest, I have found myself running up against uh, individuals. That's like just changing the word for people, right? Okay, cool. And sometimes the political elite, the political elite, what I mean is the folks that go to the civic league meetings, the folk that go to the town halls, the folk that watch CNN and MSNBC all day long and may have some type of partner who can help them navigate through it. Those folks do not, they don't always realize that they are elitist. They are the insiders. If you have time to watch CNN, Pillar to Post, if you, have, if you had time to sit down and you watched all eight sessions of the January 6th hearings uninterrupted, you are, my friend, an elitist. Let's just go ahead and just tell the truth. The truth, not the truth, the truth. You're an elitist. And 
Being an elitist sometimes casts a negative cognitation on the people who cannot or do not have the time to participate in such activities. It's almost like they're lazy because they don't go to civic league meetings or, or they don't care because they don't read the newspaper or they're just they're disengaged if they don't sit down and talk about politics 24-7. I like to look at the, the situation from another perspective, like to, like to flip the coin, maybe have a different pair of goggles on, if you will. And having those different pair of goggles on, I see a community of people who may just not have time. They got kids that are very rambunctious. You ever had a rambunctious child? A very active child, a very energetic child? Sometimes I, I think that me and, well, let me not say what I think. Me and my mama, let's talk about that. We have conversations sometimes. And those conversations stem from uh, childhood in her day, and even during the time of my growing up, my youth, and childhood in 2020, 2021, 22, 18, 17. Did I screw up 22? I meant 22. I don't know what I said there, but you understood. I'm, I thank you for letting me blunder, though. Childhood today and childhood 20 and 30 years ago was a little bit different. Back then, you could, you know, take your fist, ball it up, and knock your kid's teeth out in the middle of Walmart. Or we had a little store called Rack and Sack. Y'all remember Rack and Sack? It was a funny thing because me and my brother, every time we would go to the store, my mother would say, y'all always get here to fight. Rack and Sack, he, he, what, what is she? No, that's not, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got, I got caught up in the joke. I couldn't even get it out. You, you, you've had that happen. Sometimes you got to just calm your nerves, feel like you're talking to people. But my mama used to say, here we go again, freaking frack, fighting outside of rack and sack. See, see, it was funny. That's why, yeah, you understand why I was already laughing before we got there. And, uh, but back then, mom had the, the option, if she will, to literally ball up her, her little fists, her little knuckles, get the knuckle part. And bust the boy's teeth out his throat right there in the middle of the racking sack. Now you do that, and there's a possibility, Karen. Y'all know Karen. Karen is possibly going to have number one when the kid act up, and you hear the kid screaming. Karen and already called CPS. Because nine times out of ten, the reason why that poor boy is screaming is because her mom is abusing her or his mom or his dad is just mistreating him. And we can't have this. We must not do. No, 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 no. And so the difference, as I said, in how my mother thinks, because she's stuck in 1950, 1960, the year uh, 80 and 90 when I was coming along. If I'm trying, I'm trying to open my soda here and it ain't working out for me. We'll get that later. Sometimes I want to take a sip while I'm talking to you. Like we, we sitting at the, at the, at the, I want to say at the bar, but we don't, we don't drink like that. Some of us don't. And even if we do, you know, it is what it is. Mama, mama sometimes forgets that we live in a different era, that we live in a different time period, that we are not allowed to. Uh, utilize those activities, those traits of beating and verbal assaults anymore. That would get you a charge in 2022. Then we have the second part of that conversation that I want to bring up. Withstanding the children. The people who may not necessarily have the rambunctious children, but they're trying to make sure that they have shoes on their feet and clothes on their back. And in order to achieve that goal, they have to go and work two or three different jobs. And those two or three different jobs may take them away from the home. Uh, if you're going down to the Wawa from 6 to 2 and then to the Walmart from 4 to 12, you really don't have time to go to a civic league meeting. And so we're dismissing people. Well, what you need to do is you need to find out how to make time for your situation, for your community. Well, here's the thing. 
The boss man doesn't care about your civic league. And even if the boss man did care about your civic league, when he sits down to do scheduling, he can't say, well, once a month, Johnny needs Monday off because Sally also needs Monday off. And then Billy also needs Monday off because God forbid everybody comes from the same civic league, especially if you want to go down to the city of Norfolk uh, city hall meeting. Everybody can't leave the Walmart between seven and nine. Most of the time we don't take that in consideration. And so we look at people and we push them out into this community that we would like to call the silent majority. And we push them out in there. We're not interested in how we can effectively reach those people. One of the ways that we can effectively reach those people is by making sure that we're doing everything we can to bring the system back to them. Bringing the system back to them says, you know what? We're going to go down to the city hall meetings. We're going to go to the civic league meetings. And then we're going to do everything I can. All of my people who understand technology, shout out to you. All of my people who know Facebook and Facebook Live and Twitter and Twitter same, shout out to you. Why we don't have people at the Civic League meetings, at the city council meetings, where they phones in the air, recording the city council meetings, and then preferring, you know what? You don't even have to record the city council meetings, because most of the city council meetings in the city, in these cities, at least around here, around these parts, around Chia, all these meetings around Chia is recorded. But then you got a second part to that, because... If you have that two and three hour debacle sometimes being recorded, I motion this, I second that, I push this, I, I stop, you know, all this. Who really has time to then go home and dissect what they've heard? So we need community agents that sit down and say, you know what, this meant this and that meant that. This is the bill they're trying to get through. And if the city council is meeting once or twice a week, why aren't we doing things like we're doing now? I know one of our elected leaders, Madam Jackie Glass, I just throw her out there. She does Facebook lives on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, she does Facebook live talking about what's going on in the city from her perspective, because she's a state delegate how the laws are being passed or what bills they're working on, so forth and so on. And then after she does that, she comes down and she does a monthly town hall meeting. Now, if you can't go to the Civic League, if you can't go to the town hall, then you can go to her Facebook Lives, which, huh, interesting. Great minds think alike. We'll leave that and move on. Now, the silent majority that I want to bring up to you. Because the silent majority also finds themselves frustrated. The silent majority finds themselves on the Oscars not wanting to participate because they've just been told if you don't have the time, the bandwidth, you, you, you heard of that. Bandwidth, that means you ain't got the energy. You don't have the space. You don't have the mental capacity you just not there. You don't want to deal. Then you're just bad voters and we don't care about you and, and you don't get the right to say nothing because you don't participate. So it doesn't really matter what you want. And I will confess that I subscribed at one point in time to that theory. That if you don't vote, you don't matter. And that is hog washing garbage. Because a whole lot of us are voting. And according to the reality of today, it's safe to say we still don't matter. We don't matter because we're voting, but we're not voting for the right people. We're not putting the right folks in office in our local situations. We go and put the president in office and we don't come back for uh, midterm elections, which is coming up here in November. And if you don't come back for midterm elections accompanied by local and state elections, then you end up down the toilet without a paddle because, quite frankly, 
That's where the laws and the systems are put in place at the local and the state level. Most of us don't know that. So I would like to submit to the silent majority, the people who have bought and subscribed to this notion, this idea that because they don't have time, because they're busy trying to keep the lights on, because they're busy trying to keep food on the table, that they are just a washed away waste of an individual politically. That is far from true. Get involved. Demand answers in your way. You're on Facebook. You're on Twitter. Demand that your elected leaders are active socially. Demand that your elected leaders talk to you via Instagram, post stuff via same, and then communicate with you. Demand that if you're hearing what I'm saying. And maybe, just maybe, we get enough people demanding that we are heard on all air in all areas. If we get that. Oh my friends, look what the look how loud our voices can be. Huh? Speaking of loud voices, some of you out there have ideas and voices. Everybody's got a voice. They told us to lift every voice and sing, but I want to talk to you for a few moments if I can about a way to effectively use your voice. Can we talk about that? Just give me about 30 to 60 seconds to talk about that, and then we'll move on. Can we do, just, just put that right on up in here, if you will. Yay! Oh, my lovely people. I thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share that with you. Hope somewhere down the line you might consider it. Again, you got great ideas. I don't want to relitigate that case. But just take that into consideration. Use that as a way to strategize, to get what you desire out of this community. Again, I'm not going to reiterate. I'm not going to reiterate what I just said. But it does tie into where we want to go next. We want to talk about having a plan. Most of our communities are derived a bunch of, uh, let's just, I was trying to figure out how I was going to politically say it. Uh, I guess we should just come out and just, just roll with it. Most of our communities from a political perspective is driven off of just yelling and screaming. One political analyst or commentator, however you want to describe, said a lot of times politically charged people, political minded individuals are nothing more than a bunch of babies screaming for someone to change their diaper. I took exception to that. But at the same time, I went, huh, that makes a lot of sense. Because if you're just yelling and screaming at folks, nobody wants to be yelled and screamed at all day. And then the second piece, the other caveat, apart from nobody wanting to be yelled and screamed at all day, you get tired very quickly of just being the guy who moans and groans or the girl who screams and hollers. Eventually you go, can I just, let me just go find a plan. Or if I can't find a plan, then the response is, well, you know what? Maybe I'm just not supposed to do this and I'm going to just go over here and sit down. I would like to submit that every community Every little town, little hamlet, every little house for that matter ought to be set up in such a way that the community sits down and they recognize what's going on within their community. Let me explain what I mean. 
If I had my way, I would redevelop the Civic League system. And in redeveloping the Civic League system, it would look something like this. You have a community. That community may have, oh, 400 houses in it. I would say every 20 houses needs a representative. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20. Uh, what's that? That, that? That's 200. So that's about 20 people. 20 people. And those 20 people form their own committee. And they're called the block committee members or the block committee leaders. And those block committee leaders will then go and sit down with one representative to the vice president, the president, the treasurer, the secretary, and that block committee leader. Those five will then get together and they will hammer out the issues. Because what happens is if you got a community of 400 people, that's just the buildings. That's not talking about how many people live in those houses. There's no possible way in a two-hour time period, once a month, you're going to be able to deal with every concern that goes on inside of that community. And the reason why the civic leagues are not working is because we're trying to figure out how to maintain and deal with every little issue that goes on in the community. And then some of those issues don't get hammered out because it just gets over flooded. This person wants a cat. This person wants a dog. This person wants their shoes out. This person's toes smells like fart. And so nobody can come to a general consensus because it's just not enough structure. That structuring system can happen again, like I said. We got 400 houses in a community, those 400 are then divided by 20. Now, what goes on inside your house, you send, you, you do however you do. Y'all send out questionnaires, however that's set up. I don't really know. But I would like, in Ward 4, I would like to see the Civic League systems redefined. And again, I'm going to reiterate so you can write this down. Some people say, Eric, you shouldn't give away your ideas. Here's what I know. I know if I give them away, nobody's going to do them. So I can go ahead and say it just so I got it out there. I learned that lesson. Anybody who's talking about don't give away your ideas because you scared somebody's going to steal them, ain't nobody got that kind of time. Because what I'm proposing requires a lot of work, a lot of effort, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Anybody got time to do that? So let's, let's, let's set the structure up again. Get a pen and paper, write this down if you want. If your neighborhood has 400 houses, divide them up by 20. That gives you 10, no, 20 representatives. And that 20 representatives, those are the people that you can trust that are going to the Civic League meetings. And they're going to the Civic League meetings on behalf of the 20 people within their constituency. And they're saying, you know, the people of uh, Pole Street South, and you might want to find a name for it because if you got 20 houses, it might be Pole Street South and North Neck Boulevard and Beetlejuice Road. All of those people got their own little tribe flag. And Beetlejuice Road wants this and Pornock South wants this. And those 20 people then go to the Civic League because that's literally how much you're going to get in, in a facility anyway. It's about 20 folks. Those 20 people go to the Civic League and they say, this is what we're going to do. And they go sit down and they elect the president, the vice president, all this other good stuff. They come around, make sure y'all know who it is. Because the president can't get around to everybody, the civic, the civic, the secretary, the vice president, so forth and so on. They can't get around to everybody. And so those 20 go, they sit around the table and they haggle out the issues. Now the president then takes those issues 
And they go sit down in a meeting with the ward person, the councilman or woman for that area. So for me, there's about 11 districts, I want to say, in this ward. I want to sit down once a month with 11 presidents of civic leagues. We have coffee, we have tea, we have dinner, we do something, and we sit down and we talk about what's going on in the neighborhood, what are the people talking about, how are the people feeling, so forth and so on. And then I can take, if I'm elected, which I believe I will be, we praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory to God, that situation to the Norfolk Council. And the Norfolk Council then hangs it out with the mayor, and that's how a law or an ordinance or whatever is passed in our city. You see how easy that is? It's community partners working together for a better goal. I know what some people are going to tell me. Well, Eric, we got that going in our neighborhood and everything else in our neighborhood's good together. All stuff like that. Great. Wonderful. Well, I want to go to Civic League for myself. And then it seems up to you. Okay, good. Then you go around and you divide your neighborhood up. And you say, you know what, I, I, I'm a person who I'm, I, I like to go to Civic League. I like to make sure I know what's going on. I like to make sure that I got everything in hand for myself and that I'm, I'm online and, you know, all this other good stuff. And I, I, I just got to go down there and see it. I can't trust him. You know what? I can almost guarantee this is going to happen. There's going to be people in your neighborhood that's going to say, you know what, Uncle Bernie? Because that's who just said all that, Uncle Bernie. I trust you. I know, I, I, you know what? I'm going to let you go do that, Uncle Bernie, because I know you're going to get things done for us. I, I, I know what? If Uncle Bernie come to me and tell me I'm going down to the Civic League and I'm going to make sure they do what we need done, all this other good stuff, <clears throat> you ain't going to hear me fighting with Uncle Bernie because I don't feel like going down there. I just came home from the job, busting my behind all day working on the shipyard, Sitting there in the hot sun, 97 degrees outside. My, my pores, my pores can't even open because they sealed shut from the heat. So, you know, I ain't going down there. And guess what? Now everybody gets heard. And that's, in the end, what it's all about. Everybody getting heard. I want you to consider that. I hope that we can pull that off here in the near future, working on restructuring and redesigning our civic leagues, making sure that people are in office that a understand and connect with their communities in a way that effectively makes sure everybody gets invited to the table. And if we can make sure everybody gets invited to the table, everybody may not know who I am and that's fine. I would like for them to, but it's a possibility my name might slip through. Everybody may not even know who the civic league president is, and that's fine. But there's got to be at least one person between every 20 houses that them 19 folks know. And if we can make sure that 19 people know at least one person that is going to make sure that the rest of the system Here's what they're think, what they're thinking, what they're saying, what they're feeling. And we can make sure that happens. Oh, my friends, what a wonderful time we're going to have in our communities. Mm. Speaking of time, I want to take this time. Shout out to our DJ, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ. We want to take this time to make sure that they hear what's going on inside of our brains. You know how they can hear what's going on inside of our brains? They've already heard it. That's why they put music out. Some of these songs, if you really listen to them, really think about it. Really let it marinate, get deep down within your bone marrow. You know what you're going to hear? That's why I'm, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I, I am right there. I'm thinking that. No copyright sound. Shout out to you. They are out here doing everything they can to make sure that artists we would have never heard we ain't thought of these people we would have never known they existed because all we know is Drake, T.I. shout out to Drake by the way he's got the Rona God bless his heart y'all keep him in your prayers but that's all we know Rihanna and Chris Brown 
We know them two, uh, we don't listen to the music. You know, because one slapped the other, another one spit on the other. But these other people out here, the Tom Wilsons, the Unknown Brains, and the Attila the Houston, we don't know the folks, but No Copyright Sound is doing their part to make sure that we do. And our DJ, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, is gonna make sure that we hear some of their wonderful music right now. I'm gonna shut up and let them play it. Just put it right up in here. Hit that button, if you please. Y'all see me flying, never drop down, drop down, smoking high, am I am not round, I'm not round, no denying what I got now, I got now, keep an eye out, keep it locked down, locked down, see me flying, never drop down, drop down, smoking high, am I am not round, I'm not round, no denying what I got now, I got now, keep an eye out, keep it locked down, locked down, you're too strong, wanna battle with the beast, bring a few one, the commander and the chief, for my crew on Bullets rattling and whistle at your toque Never sleep, eyes open, hands clutching on my throat This a war zone This a war zone Yo, this a war zone Zone, homie, say you ready and prepare Take a minute, make them aware Well, I'll be sneaking in the back But it's what the clap, homie, life ain't fair Caught me crawling through the mud With a vision, saw it clearly Born a shepherd to these sheep Make them fear me, this a war zone Trashed out, trap house, nothing ever given Yeah, every day's a blessing Thank the Lord, oh, how I'm living See me riding with my top down No cops round, pedal pressing on the gas I don't think I'll ever stop My lovely friends, I appreciate you taking time. I know that could have been a wonderful pause break. You could have just skipped right on through. But I appreciate you incorporating that into your, your agenda today, your mission statement, whatever it is. I appreciate you for listening. I hope you even thought about it. Let it marinate. Let the words get down into your soul. I listened to Eminem's back in the day because I took a swig. And the sad reality is, I really didn't hear him because you know you can get wrapped up in the beats, you know the dum 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 dum. Okay, we're gonna stop now. Not, I I don't know how the sister could think that that is copywritten, but you know they might. Um, but I would listen to Eminem, and literally, I wouldn't hear the words. Cause the beats were so good and then once upon a time I or should I say prayers as my grandma would say my great grandma would say that my grandma would say that prayers and I'd actually hear one or two lyrics and I go huh did he say burn our sheets up and 
cut the hairs off of vagina with his teeth? That is wow. You are violent. I promise you, you didn't hear any of that in what I just presented to you. And I don't intend for you to ever hear anything of that sort in the future. I say I don't intend uh, because something might slip through. And if it does, let me apologize in advance. We're going to try to make sure that we hear all of these songs through and through before we put them in your presence. But these artists present music, present songs, present opportunities that speak directly to the soul, that speak directly to what we're dealing with in our culture. And I thank you for paying attention to that. And I didn't spend a lot of time talking about hyping that up, but I just had to because music is a wonderful way to present your thoughts and your feelings. And I thank you for taking your time to hear them, even if there wasn't something that you particularly liked. I still thank you for listening. You're awesome sauce for that. I just got to, I just can't tell you that you're awesome sauce for that. All right, let me get on out your hair and stop popping you up because, well, it kind of segued to what we want to talk about next. Hey, that was a good thing. As I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think, like, make sure, because it did segue. I, I just thought about it right, like, it segues. Right now, what we want to talk about, living with each other. Tribalism. Oh, my father, who art in heaven. Tribalism is so bad in our culture. It is so bad in our society. Tribalism literally dominates the community that we call home. We have the gay rights group, then we have the allies, then we have the black church, then we have the evangelical church, then we have the Trumpists, then we have the libertarians, then we have the environmentalists, then we have the veganists. The list just keeps going on. It's like the song that doesn't end. Sometimes I feel like a lamb that's about to be chopped. And part of that, it's literally because uh, the, the idea of just listening to each other, just sitting down and actually trying to find the center line is so, so much of a problem. You got the evangelicals and then you got the LGBTQIA. We're just going to say the alphabet mafia. Those two groups are literally on different sides of the coin. But in between those two extremes, I can find some similarities. A, they both love their families. B, they both want healthy families. We may not be able to agree on what that looks like, but we know we both want healthy families. We both don't want people gunned down in the streets. And definitely don't want people gunned down in churches. We both want to make sure that everybody gets a proper education and can survive in this world and be productive citizens. All of these things we can agree on. Again, where we disagree is when we get into the all or nothing community. And the sad reality is that is what identity politics has done. It has pushed us into the all or or if you don't give me my dog, my cat, my bird, and my ostrich, I am going to riot and I'm going to shut the government down. And they're like, if you're going to put an ostrich in their backyard and a cane corn stalk in the front, I'm going to shut the government down. And it's like, dude, okay. Number one, why do you need an ostrich in the backyard? Those things are loud. They're very big. They're super obnoxious. Can we settle on maybe just the bird and the cat and then put the bird in the house because the bird might make noise? And Johnny's got a pacemaker because, you know, he's old and he watches Fox News. So he really can't take that much stress anymore. 
And then old pacemaker John, maybe you realize that, look, the bird is kind of a cathartic to them. They're, they maybe come from a broken home and all they knew was they saw the little birds flying out the window and his mom and daddy was screaming and or brother was raping them. Something like, I mean, I know that sounds all bad, but these, these are things that happen. They looked out the window and they saw the little bird and the little bird gave them comfort. And so that bird flying around in that cage or being able to look at it, being able to put his head on it, whatever, that's comforting to them. There's reasons what I'm trying to say why everybody does what they do. And if we're not really investing in why these people feel that this is what they need, if that is not our objective, If that is not our goal, then the reality of it is we're going to find ourselves being swatted down into this pit of tribal. What's the word I want? Oh, yeah. Individualism. So how do we fix that? Again, it's pretty simple. You come in and you say, all right, where's the center line? First, we set the standard. What I mean by we set the standards, we say, you know what? This is where we disagree. This is where we, we, we're we not going to reach here. It's just not going to happen. We already know that. So since we know these points are out, all right, when it comes to the alphabet mafia and the evangelicals, we know that the evangelicals are not going to marry you. We know the evangelicals are not going to put you on their church staffs. We know the evangelicals are not going to push your agenda in their churches. These are the things we know. We know that the alphabet mafia wants the right to get married. We know that the alphabet mafia wants the right to raise children. We know the alphabet mafia wants the right to, to express themselves in public institutions like schools and so forth and so on. So those are the things we know. Now that we have our two extremes, we know we're not going to reach. Where do we agree? And that's where the conversation can begin. I had a conversation today with, with someone who is literally, well, he's probably the Republican Party, right? He's not. But if you wanted to, if we got to pick between the two, that's where he's going to hang his hat. Now, The Republican Party or this particular person is a start to a believer. Don't take my guns. Now, we sat down and we had a conversation. And that conversation kind of went something like, okay, um, so we're going to stop with this reality that you don't like your kids and you want everybody dead because that's not true. We're just going to eliminate that. You love your kids. You don't like the fact that they're being gunned down in schools. So now what? Let me tell you what else we know before we get to the now what. We also know that it's not about the fact that the kids are being gunned down in school. They're just using that as a way to try to get you to do what they want because the reality of it is you just want to keep your guns and you're just tired of being demonized because somebody else is doing negative things. You don't want that to be a part of you. Why do I have to suffer because they're doing it? And that's where you're hanging your hat. We know that now. Okay, cool. So now what? What if, let's consider this, what if you got those storage centers, you know what those storage centers are? Like um, self-storage, I was trying to think about the thing, the lighthouse is the thing, I don't know what those storage centers are. Um, and uh, ho- hold on, hold on one second. Um, what is the name of a storage unit? Oh, thank you. What? Okay. So I, I had to go ask the question because I don't I remember what those calls. You got the four A's, right? And they sit there and they have a place for you to put your excessive things. You got too much stuff in your house and you just need somewhere to store something. What if we created Four AAs for guns. You have mo- in in the city. Most people go to uh, the rifle range or the shooting range, 
and that's where they shoot their guns. They're not going to go out in the middle of the of the city, the normal people aren't, and start firing off rifle shots in the middle of the you know, it's not gonna happen. So we take around the gun ranges and we say, you know what, we're gonna build Rifle ranges or uh, rifle lockers. That's what I'm trying to say. We already got the ranges. Thank you for letting me blunder. We're going to build lockers. I would like to suggest, and I'm not sure about this, and I'm definitely going to look into it further. I would like to suggest that you have to have a membership to these ranges. If that's the case, then they have everybody on file. So if you got 200 members, then having about 200 lockers would be something to consider. Now, if the liberals want to come to the table on gun legislation, then let them come to the table and say, we're going to subsidize these gun ranges and help build these lockers. The ENRA, I'm sure we can get them involved. I don't know. That might be a little bit difficult, but maybe we'll get them to the table. I don't know. And say, okay, if they're going to cost... $20 $20 million to build these gun ranges, these vaults, if you will, all over the city, all over the country for that matter. If it's going to take $20 million to build all of them, if the NRA comes up with 10, the government will come up with 10, and then we build them. Now, what happens? All the AK-15s get stored away at the gun range. You check them out when you're going to the rifle range. You check them out when you're going to uh, the country because literally that's the only thing I can see that you're going to use those big rifles and AKs for when you're going out hunting or maybe you're just going out for target practice out in the middle of the poondocks. You check them out and then you bring them back when you're done. Think about it like this. If you live in the city like I do, Nine times out of ten, you're not going to have your boat just sitting out on the side of the road. It's just not going to happen, right? Your boat's going to be lodged down at the marina. It's going to be lodged down at some type of uh, water yard, which is basically the marina. Because they're too stinking big to be sitting right in front of your door. I know I can't put a boat in my driveway. I wouldn't be able to put anything else in there. So... Just like we can't put our boats in our driveways and our, our and our RVs in our driveway, why do we have to have our guns in our houses? Think about that. That's common sense. It's not like you lost them. It's just not on you. It's a healthy compromise. Well, if I want them, I can just go down to the range and pick them up. Mm-hmm. You have a little code. We live in technology these days. You have a little code, a little card, something. You scan that card. They know you came in. They know you went out. And then we also work together to bring the gun range people, the gun owners in and say, hey, some of this also stems from our being accountable to each other. And making sure that we understand that we're checking for mental health and make sure that we are checking for problems that are happening at the home. Make sure that people are not overstressed, overworked, overbooked, and they might consider utilizing these resources to help solve the problems that they think they have or that they may have. All that goes into play. And if we put all that into practice, maybe, just maybe, I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitting at the wall here. Maybe something will get better around here. Don't you think so? I think so. We're going to let that marinate for a second. Just for a little bit. While we move on, we'll come back. We'll table that, if you will. We'll come back to that a little bit later. Speaking of uh, living together, how about we live with my buddy Matt? Y'all want to talk about some sports a little bit? He'll do that for a few minutes. He got something to say. Then we'll come back for our final subject of the day, if you will. Hey, it's EDB. Ha <laughs> ha, stay with me. Yes, sir. We got more to talk about. I'm excited. First of all, let the record show that A, you have a problem with me calling doing Pat McAfee, which I don't understand why you're on his penis. Um, Is that your butt buddy or something, Pat McAfee? Uh, only on Thursdays. Oh, okay. Um, and 
the record oh I did call occasionally you occasionally on Tuesdays too oh I did call you today at 1259 and and then maybe every other Monday oh okay um also every other Friday. Oh. One Wednesday a month. Okay. And then on the weekends, usually three times a month. That's how much Pat McAfee be playing in your butthole, huh? Yeah. Mm. Does he know that? Yeah. Mm. He came up with the plan. Oh, 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 he came up with the schedule. Yeah. Oh. So I guess that's what he does. Instead of getting tattoos on his arm, he decides that he's going to just play in your butthole. It's less painful for him, at least. Right? Right. Mm, okay. This is weird. Why are, we, why are we talking about you and Pat McAfee playing in your butthole? You brought it up. You're the one saying that you love you're in love with Pat McAfee. I don't I don't know how I feel about this. Nah, I just watch the show every now and then. Every now and then? Every now and then? This is the guy who said that he's upset that I called him during the Pat McAfee show because he didn't want to stop watching the Pat McAfee show to talk to me when he called me in the middle of the Pat McAfee show. I don't understand. <laughs> That's because I left to go to the store, so. So you can interrupt me during the Pat McAfee show, but I can't interrupt you? Exactly, because you don't watch Pat McAfee show like I do. I was watching the Pat McAfee show. It's actually on right now. He and Diggs are over there talking about tattoos. <sighs> well, I was watching him with Ian Rappaport and then Sean Charania, and then I got bored, so I came to the store. Well, I'm so glad to know that Pat McAfee, who you once wanted to be butt buddies with, now you're telling him you're bored. Are you breaking up with Pat McAfee live here? Live on air. I'm so sorry. Maybe have a moment of silence for your relationship. No. Oh. I'm going to be like AJ Hawk and be like, moment of silence? No thanks. Oh, okay. That's cool. I don't respect the moment of silence. Oh. Not even for your best friend, Patrick McAfee? Nope. Well, that sucks. Oh, well. That sucks. I tried. I um I appreciate you staying with me. I appreciate my buddy Matt. Every now and again, he likes to drop in, and as I shut the door, we get back in our little cave here and talk. Every now and again, he likes to come in and, you know, talk about sports. One of the reasons why I brought that in here, not because I needed a filler, but because sports is another great way for us to connect together, talk about our teams, talk about... Different things that we're liking, like watching the Super Bowl, having Super Bowl parties. These are things that that we can help and utilize to build communities and things. We're gonna talk about that down the road, though. I just want to tell you why he was here, so you should know there is a method to my madness, and him just being here and talking about sports and sports history and things like that isn't a space filler. We're going somewhere, and so speaking of going somewhere. It takes time to go somewhere. We, we want to talk about that, but I want to thank you, Matt, again. You're a good man. He's down there in South Kakalaki doing good things. Actually, he's not. He's just down there watching ESPN and Stephen A. Smith and Pat McAfee and all those boys and girls and watching the baby spit up on himself. The joys of sports fatherhood. Okay. The final piece that I want to bring to your attention Here in Norfolk, we have a problem. We have a communications problem. And part of the communications problem is that people do not have time to communicate. The reason why I have no problem sharing the ideas that I have with you is because they take time to implement. They take time to effectively make sure they're working. And if everybody that is in the political system, if everybody that's connected to the leadership of same are all people who are working full-time jobs somewhere and we're just basing everything off volunteer hours, then we're not going to effectively create change. 
it's going to take massive. Did I just burp in your ear? I'm so sorry that Pepsi was good. That was disgusting, though. It's going to take massive amounts of dollars as I just move on like nothing ever happened and didn't wait for you to accept my apology. But then again, I can't hear it anyway. So, you know, I just have to assume you did it. Massive amounts of dollars to actually pull off because we have to pay people. I start with city council and the mayor. In the Hampton Roads area, we have part-time everything. Part-time mayors, part-time city council people. We have part-time poop cleaners and part-time hookers. Yes, even the hookers are part-time. I mean, if you're going to talk about providing for the needs of the community, at least put the hookers on a full-time salary. But I digress. The moral of this story is that if everybody is not dedicated to the job, then how can we affect, I said that 14 times. So this is what I'm proposing. What would happen if every person of influence was full-time? I'm talking about the mayor. I'm talking about your council people. I'm talking about having constituent services, not just in the whole city, but having constituent services in each ward. What do I mean by that? In this city, you have one community or civic engager for the entire city. 244,000 people, one civic engager. What if each ward had their own civic engager? At least that breaks it down a little bit more to make sure that uh, we can get some support, 40,000 people, he can assist the mayor, excuse me, he or she can assist their council person and making sure that, that we are hearing the voices of all those people. And then that civic engager does nothing but go out into the community, make sure that the things that the people have requested are being dealt with, make sure the concerns of the constituents are being heard. If there's trees that need to come down, if there's issues where the sidewalks are messed up and public works doesn't seem to be getting to it. Somebody needs to go out there with public works and say, hey, these are the the sidewalks that we need to get taken care of. Not saying, well, I sent out the email and we're going to trust that they did their job. No, sometimes you got to go around and check. And, And even more so, just being out there says to the community, These people care about me. They had the mitigated goal to come out here and check and make sure I was all right. Constituent services. And then three, communications. Working on making sure that the ward's Facebook page or the ward's email system or the ward's Twitter or the ward. Why why we don't have Twitter for each ward? Instagram for each ward so that we know what's going on within our ward, within our communities. This is how you counter the people who got robbed, stabbed, beat up, bullied and broken into. You counteract it with social presence that can give an alternative narrative to what's going on in our communities. Now, I realize that trying to pull this off takes a heavy lift. You got to go up to the state and you got to get congressional support and all all that 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 fun stuff you got to make sure that the dog catcher comes in and doesn't doesn't sit down and spit on the bowl of cheerios but here's what i believe can happen in our communities down cheer it may be something that is on a volunteer basis maybe something we have to raise money for through political packs i don't know what that answer is as of yet but i do know These things that we talked about today, these are the ways I believe deep down in my bone marrow that we make sure our communities are better. And we follow these four principles, the four principles we talked about today. We talked about how, and excuse me, if we follow how, I don't got to tell you what we talk about because we know we talked about. You know we focused on the silent majority having a plan living with each other and making time for to make change. If we do those things, just imagine what our communities would look like. 
And again, I know what the opposition is going to say. Well, that ain't going to work and all that stuff. We do this, we do that. No, they don't. It is impossible for you to get off work at 5 o'clock, go to a meeting, work till 7 or 8, and say that you have taken time to do constituent services. It is a full-time position. And not near one of these peoples that's got full-time jobs somewhere else can do it. You and I both know it. So that's my proposal for today. Think about that. Think about how you can participate. I got a couple ideas that I want to share with you in a, in a, in a second. But before we get to that, got one more thing to do. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, can you put us something here just to take us out, if you will, for the day? Something to give us a little inspiration on our way out the door. Maybe something that speaks to what we've talked about, or maybe something we can think about. You good at that. You know how to read the room and how to, you know, make the, you, you, that's why you a DJ. So go ahead and put that in here. You don't know our DJ. He, he's very silent. She's very silent, non-binary DJ, all that good stuff. But the music is not. The voice behind the music sang. It's loud. It's poignant. Most importantly, it has something to say. Let's give it a listen. If you will, play it. Go ahead. Just do it right there. Just...
And with that, my friends, we prepare to remove ourselves on this day two of month eight, 2022 years after awesome sauce things occurred. It's a funny thing about this August 2. What a date. Did you know? I didn't know. So I don't think you know, but you might know because you're smart people. August 2. 15 things that are on our minds or that the system or the people around think should be on our minds on this August 2. This is day 214 in the Gregorian calendar. And September. 1776. I wanted to say September, but I caught myself. Thank you for letting me. 1776, members of the Continental Congress began signing the Declaration of Independence. In 1983, on this day, the House of Representatives approves National Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a federal holiday. There's also some other fun things we're going to talk about on this August 2 it being National Ice Cream Sandwich Day I love me some ice cream sandwiches ooh boy you know they used to make them I don't think I'm not gonna say they don't make them like they used to because I don't know but they used to melt in your mouth I used to eat like 15 of them my uncle would bring home a box and they're like you you only eat one at a time like boy I'm I'm so glad I live in my house now you know the funny thing is I used to tell myself when I get my own place, I'm going to have as many ice cream sandwiches as I want. Anybody going to tell me I can't. Now I got a whole box of that I haven't eaten yet. They've probably been there like six months, and that's probably a problem. Point is, I love me some ice cream sandwiches. Also today, what's going on here? Uh, uh, let me see something else of interesting. Uh, National Cat Day. That's for people who use computers to design architects and things like that. Shout out to you. That's how you make your living. Uh, National Coloring Book Day, National Hug Day, National Night Out, civilians, organizations, and the Metropolitan Police Departments join hands to enhance the relationship between neighborhoods and communities. Republic Day in North Macedonia. Shout out to those fine people. Take a penny, leave a penny day. It's a day about change and where here to show you fun ways to celebrate Virgin of Los Angeles Day. Let's celebrate and honor Negrete, Negretti, and the locals of the Virgins of Los Angeles Day. I totally butchered that. And what else we got here? A lot of birthdays. Most of these folks you may or may not know, but all the people celebrating the birthday today, shout out to you. And most importantly today is a day to celebrate you for your dedication, for your hard work, for your love. I thank you because you love your friends and families. You care about your communities. And most importantly, you pray, not just for the people of these states united, but people serving in our militaries all around this world, people all around this world. We thank you. We'll do this again tomorrow. Lord willing, and the creep don't rise. Until then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters.